be straight and wide I wish you streams and mountainsides A swift and gentle horse to ride in skies forever blue May your grass be tall and green A good old cowboy song to sing A pretty fall and an early spring That's my Christmas gift to you I know it's Christmas time Welcome to episode 160 of Cowboy Ship. My name is Ted Stoven. He is Dustin Edwards, and it's uh, it's the last show of 2023. We're launching ourselves into the next year, coming up here pretty quickly. What else, Dustin? We've got uh, Christmas right around the corner. Well, I guess Christmas is already over. The show's coming out on the 27th. But I always get mixed up with the dates on this sometimes. <laughs> That's like, but it's, that's sort of Christmas. It's that time of the year when you don't know what day it is, right? Like (laughs) from, from Christmas to like January 1st, you have no idea what day it is. You just roll with it. It's true. You're in mostly in a sugar coma the entire time. Yeah, it just is. Don't take your sweatpants off very often. And you have a lot of regrets on everything you ate. What, uh, well, speaking of that, there's lots of Christmas baking around. I've got a uh, caramel here that Ward made. What's your what's your go to Christmas snack? Oh, okay. We've had uh, I like the lint chocolates, milk chocolate, or any like basically anything but the dark chocolate. Not really a big fan of the dark chocolate lints. Well, they are good and they got less sugar, so that's probably I should like them more. I also like uh, scotch and tequila. Those are good Christmas uh, <laughs> Christmas treats. <laughs> Straight liquor. <laughs> Um, these I've, I've like Ward made these, uh, is this like a toffee or a caramel? I don't know what you, how you'd call it, but it's soft. It's like mostly butter and sh- brown sugar, I think. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those are good. I love Big the, fan of those. Uh, for, for, for for Rocher. Yeah. I just yeah. had one of those earlier. It was on my desk. Just dusted it. Toffee. Yeah. Also great. What else am I missing? Turtles. Friggin love turtles. turtles are big. I haven't seen as many turtles this year as normal. Oh, I already bought a box of turtles and dusted them. Then oh, there's sorry. like, what else is there? Um, also a big fan of butter tarts. Oh, that's my go-to butter tarts. Right? That's yeah. that's it. Just love. I them. could eat those things, and I love the Christmas oranges. You don't see them as much anymore. Like, remember getting Ooh, like the box with Christmas the wrap. Well, no, like the actual. Oh, the Mandarin. Like, and well, you're not talking yeah. candy anymore. You're talking an actual orange. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I haven't seen those anywhere. Where like they're like individually wrapped in paper in like a little box. You haven't seen those? Have you not been to the grocery store, Dustin? Not at my grocery store. Really? Mandarin oranges, they're almost out all year now. Oh, shit. Well, I better get down there and start shopping. Got to improve we're, also big on shopping. The, we're also big on the advent calendars. So I've got two Ooh. editions going. This year I've got uh, the Kinder Surprise Advent, which oh, really? you get the big Kinder egg on the on the last day. And then at my office, we got like, you know, like the cheap, like the cheapest, cheapest, advent calendar with like a little square skinny chocolate that tastes like cardboard like so i've got like kind of the the elite calendar and i've got the worst one you can get so oh really one of each it's a nice balance oh that's fun man so so with the kinder surprise do you get like a new uh do you get a do you get like a new toy in every batch like everything is that the how it goes no it's like kinder candy so like one day is a kinder egg like a small one one's like a kinder Um. stick but the last day is the big kinder 
surprise with the toy in it. So oh. if I wait, if I wait 25 days to get like a fucking puzzle, I'll be wild. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I think some of those Christmas advent calendars are pretty awesome. There's like, there's some that are wine now. There's some that are scotch and bourbon. Like you can have like a different kind of booze every evening. Yeah. There's like a, there's a really cool Alberta craft beer one. So they have a different oh. Alberta craft beer and everyone. I seen those at Costco. Those are pretty cool. That's so. neat. So however you however you do your adventing, whether it be liquor or chocolate, uh, your <laughs> your days are your days uh have wound down at this point. I uh, I'm never really ever around enough with the way that the NFR goes. My advent calendar would be out of whack because I'd have to travel with it or something. Wouldn't fly. Well, I, I do I I do what is called time traveling. So, um, I just like sometimes I'll just eat like four or five days worth at once and. <laughs> I'm travel a bit, so. <laughs> oh, um. Anyways, I'm a big fan of of Christmas, of the Christmas, uh, Christmas baking, Christmas cooking, all that, all that jazz. Big fan. Do you, uh, with New Year's coming up here in a couple of days, do you make, do you make New Year's resolutions, Ted? Are you, uh, are you one of those guys? I was trying to think about uh, what I've done in the past for that. And I was thinking, I was talking with Storm the other day, actually, and I, I kind of wanted to get a few of the New Year's resolution-ish kind of things going before New Year's. I didn't really want to make it a New Year's thing and then bust it a couple days later. But what I what I usually do is is redo my goals probably at the start of the year. So I don't know if that's a resolution per se or more so. I don't know if I've even done it lately in this book. I have to go back and look. But usually in these like in these books that I keep track of each year, I usually uh, write a new set of goals in them. But usually I just do it when I when I start a new book because these aren't really yearly books. Like this one started in what's the date on it? This one started March <laughs> March of twenty twenty two. So I've had it for like a year and a half, and still haven't got uh, all the way through it. But but I, I'm I can't say that I'm much of a New Year's re- resolution guy just because the my schedule is so out of whack usually you know what about you yeah i always say i am every year and then it's like the same it's like oh, i'm going to be healthier i'm going to be more physical blah 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 then i don't <laughs> so don't. i've learned that i've learned that lack of resolutions is uh is better because i don't feel failed so my resolution this year is to not make any resolutions <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to look and see if i even did any of the any goals in this one? Like, I don't know if I even wrote anything down. Maybe that's why I've felt a little lost lately. I need to uh, need to update the goals and what the heck uh, what the heck the plan should be. Oh, here we are. I didn't do them till January tenth, so it was almost a year later until until I did did anything. That's hey. only a little bit off. <laughs> goals, not to procrastinate. Goals. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I only did like I only did like four, and that was it. Oh boy. Yeah, I've got Less some work to do on the goals. Got a lot of work to do. But mine um, a lot of mine's gonna be in uh is make sure I do some sort of exercise every little while. Like we were just down we just did the Arizona run and and part of it was golf, but then but everything down there, the courses are so spread out and they're all in the desert to where nobody uh nobody walks, I don't think. Like I think I saw people well, walking on, on one deal, but it would be well. It's flat, so it would be an easy walk. But I think they want you to take a cart most times, don't they, Dustin? Oh yeah, yeah. They want you carts so they can keep people moving, and get more 
groups through. More groups. So through. forget, forget, forget walking. Yeah, but there's a lot of nice courses though. I got a lot of golf in too. I met the goal of getting 50 rounds in this year. That was nice. With tournaments, there's quite a few more. So, got lots of golf in. Hey, you've accomplished the goal, Ted. My my pants still fit. That's a good thing, too, right? Still on the 31 That's waist. A That's a win. I have, I remember uh, the first time I got fitted pants that weren't like a 16. Like you remember how you used to go up the with the ages? You were like a like an eight regular yeah. or a you know an eight relaxed or an eight slim or whatever. Up till sixteen, up till the sixteens. I think I got out of the sixteens in when I was like fourteen, and I had twenty eight, thirty twos or thirty fours or something. And my dad always used to make fun of me because my leg length was long, but but my dad still wears flood pants. He only gets a short leg, and if his if he sits down, his pants legs are halfway up his boots. So you got to have the right boot cut, right? So you so, got you got to have longer. So I I've, I've went up three inches since I was fourteen in my waist. So I feel like I'm doing okay so far but i wear a lot more stretchy pants now so it's probably false uh false well, some people some people have grown double digits since they were 16 so <laughs> three's not bad what uh well i i do have one belt that makes me feel a little fat because i'm on the last belt loop now uh western belt i got it in 2011 so that's, that's good 12 tenure. years that's good but tenure. I almost got to bust another punch another hole in that one to let her out a little bit so but that on the other side though my golf belt it's on the smallest hole. So I don't know if one belt has shrunk and another one is kind of uh, relaxed a bit. So he stretched. I'm not sure, Dustin. Whatever makes you feel good. You just, <laughs> you decide. <laughs> what, uh, what do you want to, what do you want to accomplish in 2024, Dustin? Oh, I haven't, uh, I haven't delved too far into it. You know, it's uh, been a bit of a transition year, but I think, I, I would imagine by the end of the year or or start of next, we'll be planning a wedding with Allie. So oh, yeah. that'll probably be that something too. that'll be, yeah. So that'll be in the, that'll be in the cards and notice the, uh, you know, one thing I want to prioritize in 2024 was just a little more, a little more time in the summers doing things I enjoy. I kind of got away from like playing golf and going to the lake and doing that kind of stuff. So opening up a few more weekends to, Go enjoy life a little bit more. Well, uh, I'm with you on that. I got to work on that myself too, but I guess more of my golf this year happened outside of the summer months and it was in warm places and times I could get away. Um, but I'm with you. I got what you mean on that. Just get so goddamn caught up in the rat race of having to say yes to everything and go everywhere and be everywhere. And then yeah. all of a sudden it's, it's October and uh, it's cold all we outside. did was, all we did was uh, hop from town to town, trying to collect a paycheck, get rodeos, and yeah, and, and no it's a great life. No, it's no, totally, it's a great life. I love doing it, but got a guy's got to find a little bit of a balance. So that's probably one of my big goals this year is how I can make, how I can do both, and feel good about both. Well, and I kind of, I don't know where I heard it or what it come from, but I think somebody was telling me about how they maybe worked on upping their rates a little bit and kind of like. I don't know if it was seeing what the market bared. I don't really want to say that that was what it was, but they were kind of like, they upped their rates to the point where they were getting paid the same as, uh, they were getting paid the same rate in one weekend as they would in two weekends before. So they kind of escalated things. And, and it's happened with you. Like you went from a certain rate and I'm, I went from a certain rate where 
I used to have to work for three weekends at three different bull riding events to get that rate. And now it's like a, you know, a two day rodeo or a three day rodeo is the same rate kind of thing, right? Or a one day higher level event. So I'm with, I'm with you. Yeah. I, I don't want to beat myself up as bad on the road, which we're, which we're really not, but, but going flying across the country and back a bunch is, it's a little less, uh, a little less fun to do, but I also got to know that I don't have to be everywhere all at the same time. Yeah, that's, that's kind of it, right? It's just prioritizing the time versus the money and, and lifestyle. So yeah, you're right. It, it's like, I can go do one rodeo that pays me as much as I used to get for doing two or three small bull ridings and driving all over the countryside. So yeah, um, I, I tend to focus now mostly on just rodeos uh, for that reason. So, you know, if I'm going to give up a Saturday anyways, because I'm driving on Friday and driving Sunday for one night, I might as well do Friday, Saturday, Sunday of a rodeo somewhere and then be able to take the next weekend off. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I'm, with so. you. I'm with you. We, uh, I got to train, I got to train the crew to make it work. Like I was really happy to have Cole, Cole along this year and Matt, uh, Matt did an awesome job too. We, uh, we had a fun summer that way. We had a good crew. Steve helped us out as well. And, and, uh, yeah, I think Dave was at another show as well. So it's going to be, should be a fun summer again and, and fun, fun year too. We got a few things kind of on the go working on a few different contracts, but, but yeah. And then, and then doing the cowboy shit stuff too, doing the, uh, the clothing side of things. It's kind of a whole nother, another deal, but, but it's good. Things are rocking. We'll, uh, Give me a big 2024. We should have some fun, yeah. some fun, exciting guests on the show this year. And yeah. And, well, uh, and speaking of that, we've got a, a little kind of a recap of 2023. We got a little top five list, but speaking of those guests, we got a couple we're in the works with right now. I did. Uh, I do think I still haven't heard back from Cody Johnson's agent, but uh, working on that, I'll keep working on that. I'll check. I'll follow in again maybe after Christmas, but, but uh, Dustin, I don't know if I told you this, but, I'm going to go do a show with Troy Dunn uh, next week. So the day that this, the day after this one comes out, we're going to, we're going to do a show with Troy Dunn as well. Another uh, world champion from Australia. The only other one that that is in existence and the only other one that uh, there's only, there was only one before this year too. So hopefully, yeah, pretty cool. yeah looking forward to having a show there. That's, I got to go to Brooks. I don't think you can make it over there. You got something on the night of the 28th anyways, but. But anyway, he's gonna go do that, and then yeah, we're working on another show with uh, with uh, somebody who's high up with the Cowboy Channel that is maybe doing some different stuff. We're still finalizing that, but working on that show. But yeah, let us know who you guys want to hear from as well, and and let us know your favorite Christmas treats. I always want to hear back from the <laughs> from the people uh, people out there. But Dustin, let's get into this top five. What do you think? Yeah, let's talk about it. There's some cool moments from this past year, and there's probably still a ton that we've omitted, but uh, these are the ones that we kind of dialed in on and probably a bunch are more recent, but uh, still great, great accomplishments to wrap up the year. Well, and one other thing I got thinking of too, is our, is our top shows of 2023. We should kind of do a little, uh little rundown on, on some of the top downloaded shows this season too, Dustin. Yeah. But hit 500,000 this year. So that yeah, was exciting. Half million downloads, but the, I was looking at this list the other day, actually, and I think it's kind of funny because looking at the statistics, yeah, we had a 8.3% uh, increase in downloads with a few days left to go this season. Uh, our audience, 50.73% Canadian, 45.9% American. I think last year it was more American than Canadian, but 
kind of interesting. So our top 10, or let's just do top, uh, top what? Top 10 shows for the year? Yeah. So number 10 was uh, episode 137 with West Desperado, Shaley Ham. Number nine was number 143 with Nansen Vold. Number eight, Bo Cooper, episode 148. Number seven was our buddy Dennis Halstead, but from back in May. Number six was Ben Anderson. Number five was Nick Tetz. Number four was the top 10 bull riders of all time. And then we're getting into our top three. Number three was the Bachelorette episode with our friend Cassie Nassauer. Yeah. Number two, as far as download go, downloads go on the year, was Jill Barron, number 138 from back in wow. March. But we've got a bit of a curveball here, Dustin. What do you think number one would be for the year in 2023, download-wise? I have, I have no idea, Ted. No idea? It's a bit of a curveball. It's actually from 2021. It's number 107, J.B. Mooney. So our top really? show in 2023 is actually from two years ago. Talking to J.B. Mooney, just the star power on that guy. There you go. J.B.'s getting the... <laughs> still number Trophy. one that's kind we'll of wild, a, isn't it? we'll send him a mug send him a mug yeah i don't have any mugs i gotta go probably go back and get some more made but let's do our top five for this year Dustin. what do you think yeah yeah let's do let's talk about our top five moments and okay i'll start us off number five our top five moment of 2023 it's going to be dakota butter winning the hundred thousand dollar pbr canada champion bonus for the first time this year dakota wins the PBR Canada title, well, he wins it for the second time, but first time ever for a $100,000 bonus. So he actually, actually, did he, he broke his collarbone on the last ride, didn't he, Dustin? Yeah, did you see, I thought I seen Kobe post a picture of him, like, holding up his buckle, his, like, shirt all, like, ripped up and beat up. He got stepped on and beat up at the end, but still got the 100 grand. So that was a cool moment, because he came in injured, left injured, but left yeah. at the 100,000. So that's, that's true cowboy shit right there. That was Pretty cool for him to see him accomplish that. Uh, happy for Dakota. And I also got to say, um, I really enjoy playing Call of Duty with Dakota and a few of the crew. Uh, Brock Radford's on there once in a while. Kobe Moore, Jake Gardner. Uh, there's probably lots more guys on there, but I've played a couple games with those guys when I've been home here and there. And really, uh, it's a lot of fun hanging out with those guys. Chad Hartman, too. So at least three or four of the PBR Canada finalists from this year, are big Call of Duty guys. It's, it's uh, a lot of fun big gamers so so yeah dakota cool. though congrats to uh him on that hundred thousand that's number five dustin you want to go to number four i can't it. remember the orders ted so you better remember the order them. okay i got it written down here <laughs> okay number four i've got uh kai hamilton winning the uh the prca world title in the bull riding we could kind of make this one of the entire prca kind of all the world champions i still got to figure out i kind of got word of uh of uh tyler Wagaspack had some beef with somebody did you watch that on the 10th night I don't know what he was well, saying. I, I got to get to the bottom of this. They put the camera on him and he was, he was pretty uh, animated. And I wasn't sure what was going on there, but there was definitely some drama going on and I never did hear what it was. So, Yeah. Anyways. Uh, but I want to talk about Kai Hamilton because uh, I still got to listen to, uh, to some more on what happened, but the story was that Kai got, well, originally he got a, he had a concussion. I think the first, report was that he had a concussion. I could look back at some of the info, but then uh, once he rode the next morning or once, I don't know, I don't know what the whole deal was, but he kind of went from having a concussion to not having a concussion. He got knocked out based on getting hit in the chest. Um, but he rides the next morning after getting knocked out and then rides two bulls the next day. Uh, well, that would be round six and seven. Gets knocked out in round five. 
rides in six and seven, wins all the money the night around seven. And I was actually in the building. And I would have been, must have been around eight, eight. maybe. Eight, yeah. So yeah. sorry, it was Canadian. It was a Canadian night because I remember being there. It was one of the, it was the only perf that I actually sat in a seat for. I, mean, I watched the bull riding. The only thing I watched all, all NFR from a seat was the bull riding in round eight. And it was around that Kai was the only guy to ride. And then round nine, he gets a re-ride, but gets hurt. Yeah, it doesn't ride so, in round 10. No, he got on his re-ride ball oh, from yeah. round nine to start, to start round 10. Yeah. And got hurt, Got took a shot in that bowl in round 10, his round nine bowl re-ride, mm-hmm. and then couldn't get on his 10th bowl that same night because he was hurt. But still wins the average, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. And the yeah. world title. But I don't know if he even needed to ride those other bowls. But anyways, I think it's a big moment because the entire crowd, like I, I think, and from I've only, I've only asked a couple people, but and I've looked at done a quick search, but I think that um, I know you can pass out from the what's the astronaut thing where you're getting whipped around a bunch, the like G force simulator. Oh yeah, thing, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, you can lose consciousness from like from that. From that, which I don't think is technically a brain injury, right? That's more of a. Like that's not they wouldn't that wouldn't be a brain injury that'd be something else right? It's like it's like I don't know if it's like lack of oxygen to your brain because you're going too right? fast or what. But and so I'm no, maybe I'm no MD. So maybe that's what happened with Kai. I don't know. Like I don't want to say he had a concussion, but it just it seemed really weird for him to be knocked out and look like he took a nasty shot and then get on and ride again. So well, there was um, there was there was uh I don't know if you know uh medical doctor Donnie Gay, but uh, his <laughs> his uh. <laughs> His classification of the injury was that he got the dog shit knocked out of him. So <laughs> that was his that was his diagnosis, which was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um oh man, I think Donnie was pretty worked up about that one. That's kind of funny. Yeah. But what am I trying to get I don't at? Know. But but, it, but was, I just... it, was, it was regardless, you shouldn't have been getting on at eleven AM the very next morning after spending the night Prob- in the hospital and being not. and being um put up on a pedestal for doing so. That's, yeah, was he was the hero. Part. Yeah, I yeah. just, I, I mean, I get that you know you can't be a you know can't be a puss and like and whatnot and bull riding as it's on its own is crazy, and it's on the biggest stage. So there was kind of I think that there was an opportunity to make a point about, hey, no, I have a head injury, and maybe and maybe he didn't, but it really looked like he might have. You know what I mean? So well, it'd be, di- maybe it'd be I'm different if you, speculating it, it wrong. Be different if he was in a race. He already had the title. The night he won, yeah, I think so. You know, and I, I know he won the hundred thousand again after the injury, and whatever. But um, he still would have won it without that hundred, I think. Right? So it might have been close. And Sage was on a bit of a run there for a while, uh, but he, he won with five ninety five, and Josh Frosch was second with four hundred. So yeah, you know, he wanted to close it out and get the buckle. But I think it could have been a pretty big opportunity to make a stand on concussions and the brain injury side of things if he were to have not got on. One of the biggest issues still is that the competition side of things and the organizations can't take a contestant out of competition. Like the rules aren't set up for it. The doctors and the sports medicine team, they can't actually take anybody out of competition. So there's still the fact that it's 
the it needs the to be like hockey where the where there yeah, is a, they're where there's a concussion out. spotter that removes them out, they have no say regardless. And maybe and he that's what needs passed, to be. maybe he would have passed the test and the concussion protocol. Um maybe that would have all been fine. I'm just looking at looking at it further down the road, like I hope nothing, you know, I hope I hope I hope he's all right down the road because I think he's possibly was flirting with danger. Maybe and maybe I'm way off. Maybe the maybe the chest thing is what truly happened, and maybe I'm just this is all speculation. But I think that we could still, I think there's still there's still work to do, and I agree with you on the hockey side of things, Dustin. I agree with that. My counter argument there though is that these guys aren't paid a guaranteed salary and they have to win you know as as you know like they got to win to make their money yeah but if your point is that people with head injuries shouldn't ride then that shouldn't be that shouldn't be the counter to the argument right like it's either yeah. they should ride or they shouldn't regardless whether they're paid or not right so yeah you have to be on i think you have to have a clear definition of like you're you're either pro they someone and it allows them to get on or they don't or or they can choose for themselves. I don't think there's it's tough for me to go back to the argument of like, well, it's not guaranteed money. Well, too bad. I get it. But what are you? Are you, are you, are you an advocate for the the brain injury in the long term? Are you an advocate for making the money when it works and saying they can't ride when it doesn't? So it's, I think you got to be one, one, on one side of it or the other. Right. So. Yeah. True. True. So, Either way, huge for Kaido in the world title. He wins with the most money ever in a regular season in the bull riding side of things, almost $600,000, which is unbelievable. Ka- um, Stetson Wright, a big part of the story this year too, not having, uh, you know, getting out of competition in round number two. But but uh, congrats to Kyle winning the world title. I think uh, I think there was a big opportunity there, though, to possibly look after things that way. And, uh, and I hope that I hope that it was not a concussion that night. And, uh, and I, you know, I hope Kai does really well moving forward and into the, in the future too. So still, still though, I was worried and I had a sick feeling though. Like I was one of the people in the building and everyone, you know, everyone was cheering super loud and, you know, the announcer set it up like he was, you know, unconscious the night before and tonight he wins a hundred thousand dollars and everybody's on their feet and he's only ride. And, the entire crowd is making a hero out of him. And I just hope that like, I I just don't want that, you know, getting on a bull after being concussed to be the model for everyone. And, you know, go on the other side of it for him to ride in a hat all week is, you know, one of the only guys to ride in a hat is kind of wild too, but Kendra Santos wrote a story about how she mentioned the thing where he got knocked out about the, the chest and, you know, Maybe that's true. I I don't know. It sounds like that's the story at this point. Uh, but she mentioned that after talking with JB, that the helmet was thrown off Kai's weight balance, which is it was thrown off his balance, which kind of makes uh, some of that I I believe makes sense in some fronts. But and the, and I don't think a helmet helps on the concussion front, really, does it, Dustin? No, if you get, you can get knocked out in a helmet, but um... and I. And but just with the concussion side of things, like a concussion is your brain, your brain splattering around in your, yeah, in your head. Anyways, football players and hockey players get hit in the head, get concussed all the time. 
it's, yeah. it's, it's more like, you know, you, you go head to head with a ball, you're going to get concussed, but you're not replacing your orbital bones on a weekly basis and yeah. facial reconstruction surgery. So, I mean, it does help, but I mean, I'll still never forget when we saw Ty get a shot in the PBR finals in 14 and he was wearing yeah, a hockey helmet and just, just freaking bolst hit right on top and just demolished it. Right. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an, it's a layer of protection, but it's not protection. It's, well, it doesn't protect you from it. And I think that some of the times when I was competing, I felt like I was invincible when I had a helmet on and some like gear on, like, I don't think that's a safe, it doesn't make anybody safer to wear a helmet as far as the injuries that could still happen. I mean, I got stepped on in the head for sure one time and it would have been nasty to have, to not have the helmet on. But I th- also think that, that not having a helmet on people are going to maybe protect themselves and protect their head a bit more at times. So, so I get the argument and I'm not going to advocate saying one way or another, you got to wear a helmet or got to wear a hat or whatnot. But, but I, uh, I don't know what my point was with that. Anyways, Dustin, I don't know where we're going with that. <laughs> Well, he still makes number four. He's the world champ. And uh, hopefully there's no lasting effects from what we've seen in that round. Yeah. And hopefully people still, uh, you know, after all the work we've done with the Ty Posbon Foundation, I just want to make, you know, I wanted to visit the topic a little bit and just make sure that it's still at the front of everyone's mind. And, you know, I know Leanne Posbon made a big post about it. and, And I just wanted to bring it up. So congrats to Kai, though. Looking forward to talking to Troy Dunn here next week as well. And uh, going to take us down number three. What do you think? Keep moving? Let's do it. Keep doing it. Okay. Number three on our list of the top five moments of 2023 is going to be Bo Cooper's redemption at the Calgary Stampede. Now, Bo Cooper had a judge call where the bar- barrier malfunctioned at Rodeo Houston. He should have won the 50000 in Houston, but he didn't. He ended up being disqualified or had a broken barrier that day, didn't he? Yeah, it was yeah they called him on the barrier, yeah. Barrier. So a plus 10 doesn't win in Houston. It was a total uh, judgment call gone wrong. No replay still, which is crazy. The WCRA, the CPRA, the IPRA, I'll have instant replay at some of the major events, but but still nothing in the, uh, in the PRCA or at the NFR. Uh, but Bo Cooper redeems himself winning the $50,000 at the Calgary Stampede. And and I would hope on the Calgary Stampede side of things, it's a challenge that we get that uh, $100,000 back for the champions at the Calgary Stampede. Uh, hopefully this year, I would expect. I hope so. I expected yeah. it last year, but hopefully we get it back soon. Yeah, that would be good. And it was good to see Bo, uh, Bo redeem himself. And it was cool. He told this story about he bought the calf that he lost Houston on or technically one Houston on. And I think he said the ear tag was minus 50,000. Then he bought the calf. He won Calgary on, and he put the ear tag as plus 50,000. So uh, <laughs> it was a pretty cool story. He had a tough NFR. He got a paycheck in the last round. He had a good run. He was like seven, four, I think it was. And, yep. and, uh, and it was cool because I was thinking back every year that Zeke has won a world title. They've had a world champion party for him at the big Valley bar. And I've emceed it a couple of years and, we go up and have some fun. And last year Zeke won it. So we were having the party in December and, and Bo, obviously their first cousins was there with his family. And I remember chatting with Bo at the, at the party in December and asking him what his year was going to look like. And he said, Oh, you know, I want to go down South again. And 
you know, try and make a run at it. And, and now it's pretty cool because this year the party is in honor of Zeke and Bo. So he went from being a, a guest at the party and a year later now he's one of the guests of honors. So pretty cool to see his year uh, shape up. And uh, he was a great guest on the show that we had him on. And we uh, talked to, uh, I was walking through Cowboy Christmas and just happened to bump into him. And I was talking to him and I said, hey man, like, I know it's been shit, but it's just going to be all that much more sweeter when, when it does come around, you know? And and that's one of the things he mentioned. He said, said it was, it was pretty sweet to get that, that check in the last round. And I think, I think if I read right, he was riding uh peso of Logan birds too, he was. right? Yeah. yeah the last yeah, three rounds, switched, right? He switched to peso the last few rounds. Actually a bunch of guys that I think they started just one guy was riding peso. And I think by the end there was three or four, Shane was riding them. Logan was riding them. Um, yeah, there was a few guys getting on him. So, it was pretty cool to pretty cool to see him get a check on a Canadian horse and a good third place check and and I uh, got to come home with some money. I wonder when the last time a check in the tied on roping at the NFR was won on a Canadian horse. I wonder if Marty Becker's horse was Canadian or like I wonder how far back oh, you like, have to oh, go. Oh, what one by a Canadian on a Canadian horse? Yeah, I wonder. Like I wonder oh, if yeah. those guys would have been riding American horses back in the day. It's probably been like two decades since that's happened. Maybe well, more. well it's probably been oh, more. What was the last guy to go there since Marty, right? So in '96, I think it was, or oh one. I imagine. Or I would imagine, like when Joe was going, he would have had his own horsepower. Horse, and, I would think, eh? Yeah. It's an yeah. Interesting question, though. I wonder about that. They, they've won a lot on Canadian horses, thanks to, thanks to the Bird family. But uh, yeah, Canadian true. On, Canadian on Canadian hasn't happened for a while. I think. Uh, I think when Shane won the world title, he was right. I think he was riding TJ. Yeah, I think you're time. right. Yeah. Yeah. So. But interesting though, I want I wonder I wonder about that. For any of our tie down roping enthusiasts that uh, yeah. you know, the few that are are uh, are fans of the show and avid listeners might have to help us out well, on that. I'm about to ask Maynard Maynard and uh, and Logan about that one though. Well between Bo taking between Bo taking his horse, which I think is the horse he got from Zeke, which is kind of cool. And then uh Logan's horse there, Peso, and then Eddie Mylan's, and Eddie and, and Curtis uh, Cassidy's horse. Yeah, uh, Tyson. There, there was four horses there in the timed event side, plus hazing horses too. So yeah, you know probably and Jerry Jerry Bueller. I guess he would have he would have won on a Canadian horse when he won the world title. But uh, maybe be the last maybe not. One. I wonder. Maybe he bought a horse out of the U.S. Though. To I think say. it was a Canadian horse. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, kind of interesting of, on the timed event side. Lots lots of good representation. We always brag on all the rough stuff rough stock. in Canada yeah. that goes, but a lot of Canadian talent there in the equine side of things and tyler Kraft was riding his horse that was horse of the world shelby bojley had her horse which was horse of the world so shit good work time event people heck yeah yeah and probably kendall pearson as well right yeah, yeah. i think she's riding her gray i could, could be wrong but uh she uh great great horsepower down there so what about stephen culling what does he ride or is he ride he was riding eddie, he was riding eddie i think okay Milan's horse yeah okay Man, there's a lot of interesting stuff on the on that side of it. Did you know that even the even the Hazers wear back numbers out there? They just have yeah, them all, all cool. past the other numbers. Yeah, kind of wild, eh? Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, um, Curtis was down there hazing, and so was Tanner. So yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Good to see the Canadian horsepower kicking butt down that way. Yeah. Uh Dustin, do you want to go on to number two? Should we keep on with this list? Yeah, yeah. Let's stay on the theme of world champions. Number two, we're gonna go to Shelby Bosley winning the world title. Um, I don't and know if we want to check tape. I don't know if we want to check tape, but uh, my predict, my bold prediction for NFR was Shelby and Zeke win the world title. So Ooh. Shelby, uh, 
Well done. Shelby, uh, Shelby got it done. Horse of the year. Pretty wild. Five rounds a day for two days. They, they go through 10 rounds over two days at the South Point. And, uh, she was outstanding. Gets the world title win. It's cool to see her uh, get the saddle and the buckle on the, on the stage at the end. And, and uh, pretty exciting for her. Pretty exciting for Canada. I was, uh, I was remembering when I went to school in New Mexico, they used to have the steer roping world finals and I'd never seen it before until that day at the world finals. And I think Trevor Brazil was the first one out and he just goes and ropes and busts the steer down. But that was in Hobbs, New Mexico. And the format was the same actually. So it was five rounds a day for two days. And it was probably like a couple hours worth of, you know, two rounds at 15 guys would be, well, I guess five by five is 75. So that's a lot of, uh, a lot of action over a, over a performance, but but yeah, even the girls were doing their victory laps there after every round too, which was which was kind of cool. But uh, yeah, pretty pretty awesome for Shelby to to get that gold buckle and only in the you know what is that the third year that we've had breakaway at the at this world like the yeah. high level. Yeah, so it's pretty cool to see in Vegas. I it was funny to see all the signs going up about uh, we want breakaway, and I think it's I'm I'm guessing it's probably a matter of time before we see it in the in the Thomas and Mac as part of the NFR, I, I would guess. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it was great to see, but it was like, it was tough to watch them announcers, the winner that day and her walk out and there'd be a third of that South point building with people in it. That, that part feels underwhelming, but it's still the buckle, the saddle, it's the same as the rest of them. So it's pretty cool. She's going to be in the history book. So. Well, and I got to say, uh, I might be screwed up somewhere too, because she's actually Shelby Medjid at points now too, depending on depending on where yeah. it's written and how it is. But I just saw her on Facebook the other day. It's actually Shelby Medjid. So yeah, so you gotta, she gotta... was, she was like a, she was a hyphenate for like the last bit of the rodeo season. I've seen <laughs> yeah. Medjid Bosley and then, yeah. and then Medjid. So we'll have to find out how she enters the, uh, the rodeo history the books, what name, what name they put in, uh, as the world champion. The, it's like, it's not e- like either one of them is that easy to say until you kind of know what they, what they yeah. are. Right. <laughs> her, and her husband, her husband won the average in the. And set a new arena record. So. Six yeah. and four, wasn't so, it? And the next guy out, six, Chad Mayfield was six, one. The calf got up. Calf got up. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, he, I, yeah. I, it's funny. I saw Chad on the, like on the hotel at the, on the elevator on the ride up to the room at like after that night. And I was like, man, tough luck. And he, he just seemed so like, kind of bashful he's like oh you know it was kind of neat to to see those guys down there though and see you know steve stephen culling had a great finals and man i gotta give a shout out to jared parsons too totally redeems himself this year after the first year you know didn't have much luck but but won uh over a hundred thousand dollars at the finals this time got a good check in the average really like almost two hundred thousand canadian i think or just shy right? of is what he'll take home that's huge yeah and he Rides five of ten, I think, at the finals. Isn't that isn't aren't those the right numbers? Yeah. And then um Jordan has a decent finals as well. The Bronc ride inside of things, you know, kind of only Zeke really had the had the great finals. It was a little weak. Um just the other part of the crew didn't have as great of a finals as as we, you know, as they have in the past, but but uh still a solid year. And you know, Jeremy was right in there a little uh at different times and I think he had a great finals as well, but uh but yeah, Jared, I got. I'm really happy for Jared to to do well there, and probably what probably yeah. buying a bunch more cows now. I think, or buying. I would think, and kids and, Steve, and Stephen Culling placed in like seven or eight rounds too, so he was yeah. really good this Consistent. week. Consistent had a good week. Yeah, so. 
I think he had the most fifth place finishes of everyone in the bulldogging, but yeah, it sure all added up. It sure all added up for him in the end, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah, great NFR for most of the crew, but our number one moment of the year is uh, here, Dustin. This guy had a better year than anybody else. Yeah, this is a real shocker. Hold hold on to your hats here, folks. Uh, Zeke Thurston, four-time world champion. He just owns the Thomas and Mack. Like, he rides to another level. He's just a machine in there, and uh, he won a shit ton of money again, and uh, the Big Valley economy will be uh, injected <laughs> with the Thurston, Thurston cash at the Big Valley Inn uh, next week. So pretty cool to see him win uh, his fourth world title. He had been on a spell of doing it every third year, but uh, that that ended. And he's uh, he he joined some pretty elite company uh, with winning the world title this year. There's only I'm just going back to find the the stats here, but he won. What did he win? Won four rounds, round one, five, eight, and nine, and placed in eight of ten rounds. He had he I don't think he set a new average record, but he he won like. He his average is like eight hundred and sixty something on point, like eighty six points for ten rounds in a row. Isn't that unreal? Eight hundred sixty three. Yeah. yeah, he just th- does not stub his toe. You know what I mean? And and when you get into those rounds where you got eliminators and and some of those horses that are just hard to ride, he just he just never faults. And that's the, been the difference between every one of his world titles. And, and you know, there's some guys that stay on, um, you know, guys that can ride their horses, but he just goes out and gives it to every horse, no matter how good or ranked they are and makes the same ride. And, you know, I remember like guys like Rod Warren, I think he Rod won like two average titles in a row, never bucked off a horse for like three or four years. But the difference is when you get on those rank, rank bucking horses, he lets it all hang out. He makes big points, wins those rounds, wins the rounds, the eliminator pens, TV pen, whatever it is, hopper pen, they're all good for him. That's why he's the world champ fourth time. And that's what, separates him from a lot of those guys he he looks so strong in the saddle like he it doesn't look like he hardly moves yeah. when he's riding and spurn those broncs eh i don't know what it is you know it, it's funny when you hear when you hear butch on the cowboy channel talk about guys getting their chin snapped back and they get out of control sometimes zeke like gets far back and his head snapping but he makes it look really flashy like it's not an out of control manner and he really he just he's so aggressive with his spurring and he just doesn't he lets it all hang out no matter what it's just a style that's it's fun to watch and then he makes a lot of horses where you know he probably gets himself a couple points just by being that flashy and that not good to watch and, and turn his toes out so, oh he's nobody spurs and rides as good as him obviously the buckles have uh the buckles have told us that story so I we did the list of the top bronc riders ever from Canada. And I think Zeke was seventh or eighth on the list last time uh, we did it. But number one at the time was I think still Rod Hay, which is kind of based on our points. The points isn't that that I make up. You know, Rod's been in the NFR twenty times. I think Zeke's been nine times now. But but just he just yeah, I I think it's tough to argue that he couldn't be first on our list of top Canadians at this point. How do you not? Well, yeah, and Zeke's twenty nine, so that's it. Eh? He'll turn he'll turn thirty this year, and I think he's still got a lot. I mean, he's obviously got a lot more years left in him. Um, I even think back to some of the years he didn't win the world, where he was either close or was in the driver's seat. The one year he got really sick, like man, he, 
he's been so good for so long and I, to say five or six is out of the question, I think is, would be a, would be a lie. So. Well, and just talking about those numbers, Thurston joins Brad Germanson, Clint Johnson, and Pete Knight with four world championships. So those, those guys all have four Clint Johnson, of course, uh, Janie Johnson from the Cowboy channel, her dad, Pete Knight yep. born in the U S but spent a lot of time in, in Canada so I, when we did our list, we didn't technically have him as a Canadian, but but uh, still four-time world champion. As far as my numbers go, um, and Billy Melville has Smokey Snyder down as a Canadian too, and I don't know, I don't know enough about the 1920s and 30s to know what's right or wrong there. But Smokey Snyder has five world titles and may or may not be Canadian. I don't what I don't know what the official side of that things are, but Marty Wood was previously. Uh, three-time world champion as well. So as far as Canadians go, I think Zeke's got, you know, he's got more than anybody now at four, but uh, only Dan Mortensen and Casey Tibbs with six and Billy Etbauer with five have more bronc riding world championships. So Zeke's in pretty elite company at this point. And I think if you put, I think if you put Dan, Casey Tibbs, Billy Etbauer, Brad Germanson, Clint Johnson, Pete Knight, you know, I only saw, I really only saw saw four of the six their ride but i think that zeke you know a shootout between zeke and billy and dan and clint and all these guys like if i, they, I if think they Zeke's all if they all it. if they all had to get on explosive skies yeah or cool alley like could you imagine zeke on cool alley like that'd be like 97 points uh, i don't know i i'm biased because zeke's from uh, i watched him grow up and we're from the True. same town and he's a cool kid but I wasn't around back then, and it's always the argument of well, back back in those days. But Zeke's a machine, man. He's the best there is, and I think he'll go down as probably the greatest bronc rider of all time. And I think 100% think he's going to ch- tie Billy Epauer. I think he's going to get five, and and uh, I think he you could get, get six, six, and yeah, and, and beat Dan and Casey Tibbs too. Like, I think he could. The the only thing that I wonder about, and I've seen this, uh, I've seen this with a few different people, like. Silvano Alves is still competing, but hasn't been at the world title levels in like a decade now, I think, right? Didn't he win his last one in 12 or was it 14? Yeah, it was, the numbers. it was three close, right? Three and four or five years, right? Or Right, yeah, I think he won in 10, 11, 14 or something. Yeah, something so, like for, so for so Zeke could keep making the NFR until he's 40, but when is he when does he start losing the world contender status? status right. And when does right? he retire? Like, maybe he quits yeah, before. Maybe he doesn't go to 20 NFRs. Maybe he goes to 12 yeah. and calls it good. Maybe he's only got three more in him. Who knows? Yeah, we've no seen idea. like in recent years, you've seen like Cody Wright and Cody Demos and those guys keep going in their later years, but they're still making NFRs and making money. They're just, they're just yeah. not contending for the world title. And, and uh, I'll tell you what, in the Saddle Bronc running is not an easy world title to get when you're battling against the guys that oh, are riding yeah. right now. So it's Absolutely. not a gimme. Absolutely. So interesting though, man, I I'm, uh, I'm intrigued by the greatest of all time talk and how, how that word gets thrown around a little bit too much. I think right now, I think there's a bit too much of that where, you know, somebody who doesn't have the accolades and the accomplishments maybe gets those titles sometimes, but it's interesting to have the chat, the conversations and, and, and see where well, things Zeke, back up. Zeke added a fourth Canadian title this year too. So true. Um, you know, another Canadian title, another world title, four, four, three Calgary's. I mean, it's, it's pretty damn impressive what he's done. And 
100%. And uh, continues to do and, and continues, touch wood, you know, to be a guy who's remained pretty healthy and pretty injury-free for the most part. Yeah. And had a share of a bit of a few different things, but I, I don't know. I've never, I've never asked him about his like fitness side of things, but that guy's in impressively good shape and probably I'm assuming probably rides a bunch at home and, and is always doing something like he's not a, yeah, he's an active guy. Yeah. He's doing stuff. So congrats to Zeke on the fourth world title. Uh, number one on our list this year, the top five moments of 2023. Let us know what your top five are. Give us a, uh, give us a little feedback on what you think, but, uh, but Zeke, he, uh, also shattered his, um, earnings, like single season earnings mark won 456,000 on the year last year, or the previous mark was 399,000. So humongous year to be Ron Crider win almost a half million bucks. You know, you add in a few other spots, like maybe some open rodeos and at CFR money doesn't count there. He's won over half a million dollars in a year in one season as a Ron Crider, like the best season ever. Big, big money for him. And you know, it's, uh, that's game changing for your life. Hundred percent. And for the big valley economy, right, Dustin? That's right. He's uh he's joining the elite, the elite, uh the elite in Big Valley out in the West Hills with Barney Creech and the Scottapoles and uh, the whole crew the whole, the whole crew out, the whole crew out there. So yeah, it's pretty cool to see. And he um, stays humble through stays humble through it all too. That's one thing oh, I yeah. love about Zeke. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, Dustin, what else do we have here? Got a, I got oh, about I know, man. We, we, uh, we talked Christmas snacks. We talked NFR. We talked the top five moments of the year, the top podcasts. I don't know, man. It was a heck of a good year, heck of a fun year. It's good to see all our, our friends and families and rodeo people and outside rodeo. Everybody just had a good year. It was. Uh, I think so. We, we got off uh, a couple years of crap and ups and downs to just a really solid year. I, I thought thought 2023 was a uh, one for the books, man. I'm with you. And thanks for joining, joining me on the show, Dustin. I appreciate you doing the podcast with me and, and being part of it. Thanks for making it work. Well, it's a blast. Love doing it. Well, I've got one more story for you before we shut her down. I better talk okay. about the, this one golf story from the hall of fame tournament. Love to hear it. Okay. So, uh, playing with the Montana silversmith crew, at the hall, the pro rodeo hall of fame tournament, we, I, I, there's a guy on our team who got hooked up with the Montana team through Las Vegas events through people he knows over there. But I just thought, I just thought it was a funny story because his, uh, he's, he's a member at a golf course and his name is Richard, Richard Purvis. So his nickname, his nickname with the crew is Perv. This is the last name Purvis, right? So they call him Perv, P-U-R-V. And first yeah. name is Richard. And we all know what that is short for. So he's a member at a golf course and his, his member card on his golf bag is just, it's Dick Perf. <laughs> so that's my childish, uh, childish humor for the day. Uh, yeah, he, he wasn't even one. like, he wasn't even embarrassed by it. He's like, yeah, I got a buddy that, uh, it's kind of funny. He put, uh, put that on my golf bag, golf bag tag. And everyone who, and all of us grown men who see it just giggle. Right? Because <laughs> we can't not giggle at something that has the word dick and perv in it. <laughs> Is there okay, what else what else would be a good one to put on there? I'm just trying to think of like what else could be like that one's gotta be pretty near the That's top it. of, of, of absurd golf name tags. Like the only other one I can uh, think of is like Harry Balderson or somebody, or like 
like wh or like maybe like Harry Dick. Maybe there's a, a Harry Dick out there. Like, who, who, what else could you come up with that's worse than Dick? Burr? Well, there's a, like there's Richard Dick. So you Dick, be, Dick. you Dick. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this thing's gone off the rails. Oh. What a way to end it. Dick humor. Gotta love Dick humor, right? Oh fuck. Okay. Well, if you haven't got a, if you need some Boxing Day uh, cheer, make sure to check out CowboyShit.ca. We got still got some uh, stuff in stock. If you if you need to get get one of those orders in, We've got some new stuff coming for the new year. We'll be in Dallas here, I guess, right around when the next show will be uh, coming out. But Dustin, thanks for a great 2023, and we're on to. Uh, I think we forgot to mention it last time. We're already on the seventh season of the podcast. So thanks everybody for listening. Thanks to Dustin for doing this. Sean Morton, thank you for for editing the show every time, making us sound sound great. And uh, Storm Defoe, gonna we're gonna get married to to her this year or next year too. So appreciate all your work on that. I said I'm gonna. I said I'm gonna. Maybe, said we're. Uh, said, we're gonna, Dustin and I are both gonna get hitched this year apparently. So maybe yeah, a joint wedding. Joint the cowboy shit uh wedding of Dustin, Allie, Ted, and Storm. Episode one ninety four. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Sleep with the lights on. I'm coming heavy with the fights on.